This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Hello, everybody. It's uh, 9 past 12. Chad Hartman, Dave Harrigan, and our friend, former St. Claude Police Chief Blair Anderson in studio to talk about the events that happened in the death of Tyree Nichols, the video, the four separate videos released last Friday night, over an hour, showing the initial stop, what continued to happen, what continued to happen. These are five officers. We now have a sixth officer, as you heard, CBS News sanction today. These five officers were quickly dismissed. They have now they are now facing a variety of charges, including second degree murder and kidnapping charges in Blair. Police enforcement has been an enormous part of your life. You literally have spent thousands and thousands of hours on this. You're also a black man. When you took in this video, and I know you and Rob and your wife were out of town, so I reached out to you and you were kind enough to consume the video before you came in. As you watch this from all aspects of your life, what are some of the things that struck you most? Like like any other decent human being, Chad, and and, and first thanks for thank for, you for having me in in studio yeah. and, and my thoughts and prayers go out to to the Nichols family and his mom has handled herself with tremendous class. I agree. Um, like any other decent human being, Chad, um, it is unconscionable, it is unfathomable, it is sickening, and these are the things that were going through me as I watched. It is embarrassing. And it made me, it, it, my eyes welled up with tears as I'm watching this. I have a son the same age as that young man. Uh, and whether you do or not, mm-hmm. um, any any decent human being. But I can see how it can resonate. A uh, bit absolutely. More. Uh, but any decent human being is going to recoil at seeing that, Chad. It, it is, I don't understand it. Uh, 27 years in law enforcement. I've never been trained in the tactics that I saw, and it just didn't appear that there was any humanity, uh, which which makes me question a whole lot of other things, which which we can get into uh, later in terms of institutional and, and and leadership and those kinds of things. But it is it is soul crushing to see that. Well, I'm glad you used that word humanity because that also struck me, and I understand. Officers also are required to do their job. But part of what stood out to me with Derek Chauvin stands out to me here is when you have the number of officers 
and forget that they're officers, they're human beings, who are agitated and mad that this took as long as it did, that individuals were injured, but that they would deliver such force in an unrelenting, barbaric way, and you wouldn't have one, two, three say, what are we doing? We can be as agitated as we want. We can be as mad as we want. But we are officers and we are humans and we have to get a hold of ourselves. Well, and, and that's, that's another sad variable, right, to, to this incident is as I'm watching, um, no, nobody intervened on behalf of that young man. And, and again, that is unconscionable to me and, and and I don't understand it right we 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 take that oath we weren't drafted we put that badge on in that uniform and we are supposed to be there to serve and protect yep. period um, that that is the way I always approach the job um, and and I always approached it with reverence and I demanded the same of anybody that I worked with and for right because that that uniform is a symbol of a lot of things different things of different people, right? To some people, it's a symbol of sacrifice. Uh, it, is, it is a symbol of heroism uh, to some people. But to others, it's a symbol of oppression mm-hmm. and violence. Yep. And, and so I guess I, I always remember that it should be treated with reverence. Uh, we have tremendous power as police officers in a free country, right? I can restrict your movement. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> yes. It, 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 because I'm not satisfied with what I'm seeing or what I'm hearing uh, within the parameters of the law, but that's a tremendous amount of power in a free society, and for me, it, it should have it, it should always be treated with reverence. And they they came off like a, a group of thugs, and it makes me wonder what the screening process is like in Memphis. I don't know the Memphis PD, but th- th- those are some other things I, I want to. Okay, talk well, so about I wanted to. You. I'm glad you, I'm I'm going to follow a lot of your lead here because. I've consumed a lot of analysis on this, and I've talked to you many times over the years. I've talked to other police chiefs, former police chiefs. We are seeing what is happening across the country about the desire to get more police officers and how difficult it is to get more police officers in in a lot of areas. And I saw a lot of people saying, hinting at the same thing you, Blair, that – when you see these actions, does this mean that too many big cities, maybe even small cities too, I shouldn't even say big cities, are so desperate to get police officers because they feel like they need it for the proper safety that we are lowering the bar in who we're accepting? Or is that too grand of a conclusion in this case without knowing more details? No, I, 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 think, it's, I think it's fair to, to think that. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I can only speak from my own perspective, and that's one of the things I always talked about with my command staff is no matter how bad staffing is, we will not lower our standards because here's the news. We're a liability for our respective municipalities or counties or what have you every morning when we wake up. Let's face it, mm-hmm. right? We, oh, we've, yeah. we've, we've got loaded firearms and the authority to use lethal force when necessary. Uh, and, and so, again... You want to make sure that you have people who are fit to do this job. Now, I, I don't know 
what the screening process is for Memphis, but what I do know is 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 here, and and no place is is immune or exempt, but the process here is arduous, and the psychological evaluation is the crown jewel in that process, and I can tell you from my own experience that. I've had some candidates that looked great on paper and I thought would be great police officers, men and women. But if, if the psychologist came back and said, don't hire, I didn't hire. Um, and, and so it makes me wonder, do they even have a process in Memphis? Because if they have a process and if it is arduous enough, this kind of thing could have been flagged prior to them being hired. So, boy, is there some desperation to get people? Yeah, but, you know, we have to be very careful um, so that we don't throw out the baby with the bathwater and and the potential for this keeps growing if we just accept whomever because we need a warm body. Uh, You are allowed to chime in also with Blair. If you have a comment From his perspective as former St. Club police chief, as a black man, as an officer, as a human being about what we all witnessed, what we've read about involving the brutality which took place with Tyree Nichols. It's the city's one talk and text line. If you want to chime in with a comment, a question through a phone call or text, I think Blair's as good a guess as we could get on a day like this. He's just that damn good on topics like this, very difficult and important topics like this. You can call us. You can text us, 651-461-9226. Once again, 651-461-9226. Okay, we'll get to calls and texts with Blair Anderson, former St. Cloud Police Chief, in just a matter of a moment. Um, here's part of what – you want to tell me the music theme of the day? It's a dual theme today. We've okay. got two different themes. Dual theme, yes. We're starting with KISS today. KISS. Because on this date, 50 years ago, they appeared for the first time as KISS. Full makeup, everything? Queens, New York, the Popcorn Pub, in front of a crowd of under 10 people. Under 10 people. They eventually built that up a little bit. They did. We'll play them for the first half, and then uh, a gigantic moment in music history that maybe you didn't know it was gigantic at the time, but... I think I know that one you're alluding to. That was 54 years ago. It's a group you don't like. I don't dislike them. They're just overrated. No, you're wrong. You're so <laughs> you're so wrong. In fact, it was this group's last public appearance. Exactly right. Together, and it's an amazing moment. Blair Anderson yeah. here, former okay, St. Cloud Police Chief. Among the many things I'm baffled about, Blair, here we are weeks after this stop, and the authorities are still telling us, they don't know why Nichols was stopped in the first place. How is that possible that we don't have some – you tell me, like, if officers are stopping a vehicle, do they radio back to anybody? Is it, do they tell anybody? Or do they just pull somebody over, deal with it, and then afterwards they explain what happened with this stop? No, my my experience here in Minnesota, uh, for a variety of reasons, including safety for all parties involved, you make a traffic stop, you radio that into dispatch, right? You radio right. in the license plate number, your location, um, and and once you've completed the traffic stop, 
you give a disposition, right? I issued a citation for speeding or for a headlight out or I gave a verbal warning. Um, and, you, you know, you have your own notes section within your squad car, at least back when I worked the road, you did, and, and you make notes. They still have that, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, well, even better technology than we had yeah, when I right. started 27 <laughs> years ago. Um, and, and that's for posterity's sake. That's in case something comes up. That's in case there's a complaint um, because you're working 8, mm-hmm. 10, 12 hours a day. You're not going to remember every uh, minute detail, and so you make notes, mm-hmm. right? I, I stopped this person for X, Y, Z, and here was the disposition. And so to not have an answer to that question, again, is unconscionable, and it takes me back to leadership. So, you, you know, what is is this a matter of course for them? And, and as a police officer, retired, you hate to second-guess cops on the street. But, again, when you see what we've all seen, it, it's unconscionable. And why can't we get an answer to simple questions like, what was this person stopped for? Mm-hmm. And why were they so confrontational right at the start? Like, why were they taking them out of the car right away? As if, if it's a normal traffic stop, I run through a stoplight or I'm driving erratically or something. It doesn't seem like it would, it was just so confrontational quickly. And I hope that's rhetorical because I need an easier question. And, and, and let me add this, right? Yeah. What, what, and I've I've been a huge advocate for police officers all over the country. Oh, yeah, Everybody knows that. And and so what what this has done is massacred the reputation of all of the good cops, men and women in Memphis and all over the country, but yeah. especially in Memphis. Imagine what it's like if you're a Memphis cop um, who who does to, the right thing, who does it the right things the right way. Um, but to your earlier question, Chad, to, to backtrack, I I don't know, right? What, yeah. is, is is this a matter of course? Is is this kind of thing condoned, right? Where you know you just you just pulling folks over and you, you know you don't radio in because guess what? That speaks to accountability. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to I, do this. Yeah, I, and, and I and I just don't know the answer to those questions uh, any more than anyone else does. Let's go to the callers, Rob. Has called in. Rob, thanks so much. You're on WCCO with former St. Cloud Police Chief Blair Anderson. Hi, guys. Thanks, Hi, thanks for grabbing the call. Hi, Hi Chief Blair. Mom, you guys were talking about the quality of people being hired, and I didn't know about this. I was 24 years old, but and maybe the chief can do some can answer some of this, too. In 1994, 100,000 officers were hired nationwide because of President Bill Clinton's bill and a $13 billion fund to better shore up the police department. Henceforward, 95, 6, and 7, the officers will be retiring in 25 years, which is last year. So I'm wondering is, you know, what was the plan to refill all these officers, even in Minnesota? I found out Minneapolis hired 100 cops. Well, they're all going to retire. It's not because of culture. It's not because of what's going on in the communities. It's just time to retire. But they're cops, and if 100 retire in three years, what was the plan? And I don't know if St. Cloud had any of those cops that were part of that uh, Bill Clinton bill, but I'd be curious. To me, that's in a short window nationwide. Who is going to backfill these positions? Who is going to fill these in a quick time frame? Rob, your phone's breaking up, but we get your point. I think it's a very valid point. I mean, 
I remember that time. I'm sure you do, too, when Bill Clinton, he was going to be a different type of Democrat, right? He was going to take the Republicans on who would say Democrats were not uh, tough enough, were not supporting police. And at the time when those officers were hired, it was hailed. Then in some of the last elections, there was pushback towards Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden saying, wait, did that create a culture where they were targeting where individuals weren't treated fairly. So looking back on that higher, and then Rob's a very valid point, that's a while ago. People like yourself are going to retire. How do you replace those individuals? Well, that that takes me back to leadership. Um, there should always be some succession planning. Um, that's around the time I started, right, 95. And so there will always be attrition, right? And so the reason I think that that, that – vacuum existed was because the officers that were hired in the late 60s and 70s reached that 25-year window. That's never going to stop. And so it's incumbent upon leadership to make sure that they have a a, a strong recruiting and retention plan. I can tell you what set us back recently, George Floyd uh, and and many other incidents before and since. Um, I'm telling you, the people aren't there. And, and as a former police officer, I, I'm frustrated by the lack of quality individuals who are clamoring to get into this profession, but I understand. Well, I asked you this same question when you were in studio with me last month, and I said, if you knew somebody and you thought they would make an excellent police officer and they asked you, should I do it? You said yes. Now, even after this one and the perception, and I think you nailed it, you know, neither one of us is going to come close to defending those five officers. But there are other people with the Memphis police and there are millions of other police officers who are very good at their job. But what happens now is something like this takes place, and I think you shouldn't be afraid to criticize those, but it turns into broad-based generalizing. Would you still recommend individuals to, yeah pursue this work yes now now more than ever chad um because we need them we we need those good people um so so that we can excuse me eliminate the the ones that we saw on that video and and they exist all over america and so yeah i I mean it's it's like that it's like that old dr king saying and he had many you know only you know darkness can't drive out darkness only the light can do that, and those good people need to be the light and and take these positions and do the right things right. So the long answer is unequivocally yes. Um, bring, come, we need you now more than ever. Let's pause for traffic and weather, and let's talk on the race side of this because a lot of people are talking about the racial makeup of the police department, the fact that these were five black officers. Now the one officer cited today is a white officer, but the video we saw and the charges of the firing were five black officers. That part of the conversation with Blair Anderson as we continue on this Monday on CCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on TuneIn. go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening Nerds. today's episode is sponsored by nerd wallet smart money podcast ready to expand your financial game nerd wallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments finding your next credit card and setting a budget that works for you score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you.